eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I wanted to see him go excel there because I knew he would, because he's the type of guy that when you doubt him, he's going to prove your ass wrong. And he was going to go there and absolutely dominate this year. And I was very, very excited to see it. And I'm really, really pissed off. We don't get to see it this year. Cracking. Welcome back to the Jim Rome Podcast and welcome to episode 282. It is a big one because today a jungle legend graces the original side hustle because my guest this week is a Super Bowl champion, an all-pro, a four-time pro bowler, and the newest member of the Green Bay Packers Hall of Fame. Those of you that already know, already know, I'm talking about my dude, Josh Bob. Josh Sitton is back. Josh goes way back with me and the program, so I knew that this would be an enormous podcast, and I couldn't wait to get caught up, and I was right. In fact, it was so much better than even I expected. My guy was in rare form for this conversation, so let's not waste any time. Let's get right at it. It is episode 282 of the Jim Rohn Podcast. It is one of the best ones to date. It's with my guy, Josh Sitton, the newest member of the Packer Hall of Fame, and it's coming at you right now. Dude, it is so great to get caught up, especially since it has been a minute or two. How you living, brother? How are things with you? I'm great, buddy. How are you, man? Been a very long time. Man, I'm great. I'm so great. I saw you. Well, I'll get into it. I don't want to give it away right now, but I knew I had to run you down, track you down. Listen, you have had a huge month, and I'm going to get back to it in a moment, but why don't we go back a little bit? What was the transition like for you when your playing career ended, and what are you doing these days? Bring us up to date. Yeah, the uh, the transition was great, man. I um, I ate a lot and drank a lot and didn't work out for, for a few months and put on a lot of weight. And got obnoxiously fat there for a little while. Realized, oh my God, what am I doing? Um, but it was nice to relax and not be so hyper focused on a schedule and working out. Um, I, I I had started a construction company with my best friend, uh, Bear General Contractors, back in 2014, um, and I uh, got into the real estate world and construction world, commercial construction. Um, but I, I have uh, transitioned smoothly. I've been very lucky to have a lot of great people around me. Um, my business partner being one of them. Um, and obviously my family, I've got three amazing kids and an awesome wife. Um, I've been very, very lucky with the people around me and I've, I've been truly blessed to be able to transition and 
fit right in with my life after football. Um, right now, I'm I'm taking a back seat to the construction and really just focusing on family. Uh, I, I tell people I'm a, a full-time stay-at-home dad. Uh, I'm a tennis trophy husband and a part-time <laughs> businessman. So I play a lot of tennis. I work out a lot, and I do a little bit of business. I, I just left a meeting a minute ago. Um, but it's probably my only meeting of the week. So I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying life and, and uh, living very, very blessed. Mom, man, what a great description. It actually sounds absolutely amazing. I could ask you about any of those things. <laughs> I'm fascinated by it all. You know, the part-time businessman, the chubby tennis husband. Dude, what was it like? Like when you first retired, you know, some guys, you know, they're in that lifestyle, right? They never, ever let themselves go. But if you're structured and you denied yourself and you were so disciplined for the better part of a decade, man, what was it like to take a few months? and just eat and drink whatever the fuck you wanted <laughs> it was fucking awesome man uh it was great uh yeah i told myself i would never let myself get to 350 pounds right i played i played at about 325 330 i got back from a trip from europe and i like got on the scale and i was 349 and i was like all right well it's time to make a lifestyle change so i uh got back into working out and lifting and i picked up tennis a couple years ago and I'm I'm back down in the about probably about like 280 ish. Wow. Uh, feeling good. Feel great. It feels nice to be able to walk outside and not sweat my ass off immediately. <laughs> um, so it's it's nice. My joints feel a lot better than when I was 330 pounds, you know, so I'm definitely feeling good. Um, and like I said, I, I'm living the dream right now. So I, I'm very happy. But yeah, those those few months after I retired, it was freaking awesome to do whatever the hell I wanted. Dude, listen, you look great. I think you look great. And you had this incredible evening less than a month ago where you were inducted into the Packers Hall of Fame. Josh, when you think about how iconic this franchise is, all the legendary linemen who came before you, all the great players, regardless of position, I mean, the tradition, the history, what's it like to now walk among the best of the best and be a member of such an exclusive club? Yeah, it's uh it's obviously an incredible honor and when I when I first heard the news um although they said hey don't tell anybody yet of course I texted a few people um and one of my coaches that he coached me at another uh at another place uh not Green Bay he said man this isn't like somebody else's hall of fame he's like this is the Green Bay Packer hall of fame he's like you got to be like you need to realize how big of a deal that is. And I sat back and I went, you know, I Googled who was in the Packer hall of fame. And, you know, I've obviously known a lot about the rich history, but when you go back and look at the guys, um, you know, the guys that put the NFL on the map, you know, a lot of them, the, the Packers in the sixties are, you know, one of the big reasons the NFL is so successful, uh, those iconic teams back in the day. So it, it, it's pretty damn cool. Um, you know, we had these bricks that were in the old stadium that you walked over to get on the Lambeau field. And I would always feel that sense of history when I walked over them. And now to be a part of those guys in even more sense than, than back in the day, uh, it's truly an honor. And, uh, you know, it, was, it wasn't always a dream of mine to be in the Packer Hall of Fame, but that dream kind of create, started to create itself as my career went on. Uh, and to be blessed enough to to accomplish another one of my uh, career goals is pretty damn cool. And and well, the cool part is you start looking back at the people that touch your life when you get these kind of honors, and you you figure out, holy shit, 
there's a lot of freaking people that I owe my success to. Obviously, I worked my ass off and, um, you know, I was blessed by God with the talent that he gave me. But there's so many freaking people that impacted my life along the way. And it's really cool to sit back and have the chance to thank them formally um during these type of, of events and that was pretty damn cool and very very special no i thought you did a great job of that too josh number one to me it's great that you have that kind of perspective and gratitude i saw the speech and you went out of your way to thank pretty much everybody you know in terms of the speech it's interesting because you're an all-time tough dude you're big you're tough you're stoic you rarely missed a snap in green bay much less a game yet clearly that was a really emotional night for you did you know that you had former teammates there looking for some action as to whether or not you were going to make it through the speech without dusting up yeah well it's funny so i went to chad clifton's um i don't know five years ago or six years ago whenever that was and I had a bet with uh, John Coon, a hundred bucks if it lasted over ten minutes, and a hundred bucks he wouldn't cry more than twice. Well, I took the over on both and won two hundred bucks from John, and there was no question, mine was going to be over ten minutes, and I was going to cry at least five times. I mean, anybody that knows me, like I, I like to put on a big front that I'm tough, but I'm actually a very big sensitive teddy bear, so. Anybody that knows me knew I was going to be crying my eyes out. And honestly, I thought I did pretty damn good for uh, considering. And it took, I, I mean, I was sitting in my hotel room reading it, practicing it, and I was tearing up. So, I mean, I, I read it probably 30 times, and it took that many times just to be able to get good enough at it to where I wasn't just sitting up there sobbing the entire damn time. So, I, I I think I did good, even though I cried a handful of times. No, you more than more than held it together. You held it together really well, I thought. Clones, what do you want when you're craving protein or you need more energy? Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. You want beef, pure and simple. Where's the beef? It's in a package of. Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Old Trapper is not your old man's jerky. Shriveled, dry, tasteless. Old Trapper Beef Jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. It's tender, it's tasty, it's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for its relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein. It comes in four amazing flavors to satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest. It goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. Clones, if you do not see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? So what did it mean to you to both enter the league and go into the Packer Hall of Fame along with Jordy Nelson? Well, you know, when when I retired and I, you know, I, I thought that this honor might come at some point. I thought that there's not a better guy um, to be able to to share that honor with than Jordy. And, you know, I said it in my speech, but he was a guy that from the day that we got there, I looked up to him as a person, you know, not, not even necessarily about football, but just him as a human being, there's not many better people on this earth than Jordy. Um, and like I said, I looked up to him. I, I, I admired him. 
Um, we befriended each other and it, it was, it was one of the most incredible things to be able to look out there, um, and share that day with him. And I got really choked up actually during his speech when he mentioned that we came into the league together, we went to a pro bowl together and now we get to enter the hall together. And I was like, man, that's, that's freaking cool. I'm glad him and I kind of feel the same way about um, who we got to go into the hall with because um, there's not a better guy that I got that, that I would have been able to share that with. I mean, Josh, it's such a hard thing to explain to people who have not been in the area, who have not been there. You know, the first time that I went, I actually walked through the <laughs> Hall of Fame back in the mid-90s. The first time I went to Green Bay, hell, I'll never forget the first time I went to Green Bay. It's just such a different deal. You and I haven't spoken in a while, but we've since had a son graduate from the University of Wisconsin. We have a house in Eagle River, so I spend time now in Wisconsin, and the state is so awesome and it's so different, and you have that. Nobody will ever take that from you. It's so special. I'm curious about the Super Bowl ring. Like, How often do you break out your ring, and given the number of amazing players that never even got a chance to play for one or sniff one, what's the ring representing? you yeah so we we actually joked about that with all my buddies that, that week um they were like damn i should have worn the ring everybody that i saw was like damn i should have worn my ring because you just you don't get the opportunity um you're not in those situations enough uh to to wear it and you know after really after that year you might you may be lucky to bust it out once a year it's it you know the those events where you're seeing kids or those type of events that you go back to green Bay. Um, so I, I mean, I can probably count on both hands, the amount of times that it's come out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, what's crazy is you think about the Julius peppers, um, of the world, the guys that, that you watch play as a kid. And then you get the chance to be on a team with them. And they're the best teammate that you could ever ask for, the most hardworking guys in the world, the best freak athletes you've ever seen in your life, um, guys that are doing special teams in year 14 and not complaining about it, and they don't have a Super Bowl ring. And, you know, when you're in year three and you win your Super Bowl, you think, shit, this is going to be easy. I'm going to win three or four more of these. Like, I got the best quarterback in the league. This is fucking easy. Well, you end up going 15 and one the next year and getting your ass beat by the giants. And then you get knocked out and, uh, overtime versus Seattle. And as your career goes on, you realize, Holy shit. You know, those things are really hard to come by. You know, the, the Tom Brady, uh, the Tom Brady's of this world, like just don't really exist. Um, except for that guy. Like it's a very, very difficult thing to do. I think it's the most difficult championship in all the sports to win, um, because of how they equal, the playing field with the salary cap and the draft. Uh, I think it, and because you got 53 guys on a team that get hurt and there's a lot of reasons, but I think it's the hardest thing to win in sports. So when you, when you get to sit back again, after you retire and look at this and you start seeing all these other guys that didn't even sniff one, like you said, Brandon Marshall played for 14 years. He played college ball with me. He didn't ever make a freaking playoff game. You know, you look at Joe Thomas, a guy who played 10,000 straight snaps. He never made a playoff game. And you think, holy shit, how lucky am I that I got to win a freaking Super Bowl, a dream that I had when I was five years old. I got to live out my freaking childhood dream because of all these other dudes in my life and all these other guys that are out there kicking ass with me. 
it's pretty damn, it's pretty awesome. You, you just gotta, you gotta thank God and you gotta just say, man, I am one lucky son of a bitch. Dude, you are one fucking smart son of a bitch. I've asked that question to so many guys. That might be the best single response I have ever heard to what it means to win a Super Bowl ring. That was absolutely awesome. Now, Josh, you did say, I've been dreaming about this since I was five. Is that actually accurate? I thought that you were a soccer guy to start off. And when did you go from soccer? And I know you love baseball, but when did you go from soccer to football? What happened? Well, so... When I was a young kid, I would watch football, uh, specifically with my grandfather, my mom's dad, my papa, um, and they were huge Saints fans. Well, I ended up being a Cowboys fan because my dad's family is from Texas. So I ended up being a, you know, a, I would say a casual Cowboys fan, not your crazy typical fan, but I grew up a Cowboys fan uh, and then, you know, somewhat of a Saints fan. But, you know, I can remember sitting there watching Saints games five years old. And my papa, you know, shushing me, you know, like I do to my kids now, uh, because we want to hear the announcers every last word, um, even though they don't know shit half the time. Uh, but you want to hear every word when you're watching it as an adult. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I started in uh, T-ball and uh, soccer. Um, and I was, let's see, seventh grade, sixth grade going into seventh grade. And I started getting a little chubbier, right? And you, you start getting insecure as a as a preteen, right? And I'm, we're like doing shirts for skins, and I'm like, man, I'm sick of taking my shirt off and my titties flopping around and, and in front of all these little skinny kids. I'm like, well, what sport can I like? What sport is like? Is it cool to be big and fat? You know? And I, I go to I go to football, and funny story, I was going to be a running back, and you have to weigh in. You have to be 130 pounds or less to be able to touch the ball. Well, I was 130 on the dot, but one of the other teams from Little Flower, their one of their dads was in charge of the weigh-in. Well, he marked me overweight. Thank God that guy was an asshole that day and marked me overweight because I've been an offensive lineman ever since. So, <laughs> it, it, it's again, you know, you start thinking about the people that touch your lives, even when they were trying to be assholes and and make me uh, be overweight. It's freaking helped out in the end. So thank you, uh, Little Flower uh, Dad. Asshole. Now you are the best, dude. <laughs> thanks, asshole. Thanks. Thanks for yeah, setting thanks, me up, man. asshole. It so worked, good. It worked out. <laughs> How you like me now, asshole? Thanks for putting me in the Hall of Fame, asshole. Oh, yeah. It's the best. Let me talk to you for a moment about one of my favorite products ever, HelloFresh. What is HelloFresh? What it is is Farm Fresh pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store. You can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable, and that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Kickstart a fresh fall routine with HelloFresh. HelloFresh handles all the meal planning and shopping to deliver everything you need to cook up a tasty meal right at home. They do the hard part, and you get to take credit. And when it comes to options, honestly, more is more. That's why HelloFresh's menu includes 40 recipes and over 100 add-on items to choose from every single week. I love it. Comes right to the doorstep, all these tremendous ideas and great meals. 
Find out for yourself. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Rome. Use the code 50Rome for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Once again, HelloFresh.com slash 50Rome. Make sure to use the code 50Rome and get 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. HelloFresh.com slash 50Rome. Josh, you mentioned like you had a great quarterback. You had so many former teammates and coaches and friends and, of course, family that were there that night that you went into the Hall of Fame. I'm sure it would have been amazing to have Aaron Rodgers there had he not been with the Jets, just as I'm sure he would have been there. He loves you. What was it like to play with Block and spend all those years with Aaron? Man, let me tell you, the the guy is um, he is one of one, and – he he did a little uh, video for me that they played at the Hall of Fame event, and he he called me one of one, and uh, I thought that was funny, and he has his reasons why. Um, but he is literally one of one. He is one of the most incredibly unique guys that you'll ever meet in your life, um, talent-wise. His brain works in a different way than most people. He's an absolute genius. He thinks about things in a deeper manner than most people. He puts things in a different perspective than most people. You know, when you go to other teams, I was talking about this with Matt Flynn recently. It's like stepping back into junior varsity football. You know, you go back to the basics. When you leave, when you leave that system with Aaron, it's like stepping back in time and and freaking putting on a leather helmet and playing football with those guys. It was so uh, trivial compared to the, what we were doing with Aaron because he was so next level. His genius was so much better. I mean, he would tell 10 guys on the field what to freaking do on certain plays, and you're like, holy shit, how is he, how is he grasping all of this at once, what I got to do, plus what the receiver's got to do, plus the running back. He's like, hey, block that guy. If he doesn't come, you got to run an hour out. And the tight end, hey, come in motion, do this, go over there. And he's grasping all that while reading the defense, while reading the coverage, and then being able to put the ball on a dime anywhere he wants to. So, again, you talk about the people that touched your life. Man, I, I'm not in any Packer Hall of Fame. I'm not, I'm not even a freaking fly on anybody's wall without that guy. Um, so, uh, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's probably hundreds of people that owe their careers to Aaron Rodgers, And, you know, I don't, I don't say that lightly. Um, I, I really genuinely mean that. And I, and I, I think um, maybe before Pat Mahomes, like he's, he's probably the most talented quarterback to ever play the game of football. And he still might be, there's an argument that he is, um, but definitely the the smartest guy to ever play the game, in my opinion, and, and definitely the most talented. Dude, I think well. you're right. I, I think there's definitely an argument there. I, I'd be hard pressed to find a more talented quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. I don't think you're wrong. So knowing how you feel about him and knowing how much it meant to him and what he put into it to get that shot in New York and go there, how gut wrenching was it for you? Even if you know injuries are a part of the game, how gut wrenching was it for you to see your guy go down just four snaps into the season? Man, so my my uh, brother-in-law's in town right now. He's a huge Dolphins fan. And we're having this conversation, yes, two two days ago. And he's he's like, man, even as a Dolphins fan, he's like, 
I wanted to see, because he was obviously a Packers fan and an Aaron fan, you know, throughout my career. He's like, even as a Dolphins fan, I'm freaking upset. Like, I wanted to see Aaron Rodgers play football for the Jets this year. Even if this gives us a better chance of the playoffs, he's like, I want to see Aaron play this year. And I was like, man, you could not be more right. Like, there was nothing, not one thing that I was more excited about than watching Aaron play this year. I I would have skipped every other game this year to be able to watch Aaron play for the Jets. I was pumped to watch him on hard knocks. Uh, He was gelling with the guys. You could tell he was doing extra with the guys to try and make sure that they had that camaraderie. Uh, He was putting in the time. Uh, I just, I wanted to see him go excel there because I knew he would, because he's the type of guy that when you doubt him, He's going to prove your ass wrong. And he was going to go there and absolutely fucking dominate this year. And I was very, very excited to see it. And I'm really, really pissed off um, that we don't get to see it this year. But I'm really hoping that he can come back from it. Um, You know, whether it's Dolphins making love or regular treatment, like, uh, you know, hopefully he finds some way to get his ass back and and better – uh, better than he ever was. So we'll, we'll see. How do you think that plays out, Josh? Like, is there, I mean, that's hard at that age to come back from an injury like that, but, you know, medicine changes, evolves. I mean, in your opinion, is there any way that guy goes out like that? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think he comes back next year and I think he comes back better. I, I think, um, you know, he hasn't really had any significant, significant time off, you know, one year with a collarbone for eight or nine games, I think. But he hasn't had any real significant time off. So I think he's, you know, like I said, he's one of the deepest thinkers I've ever met. So he's going to find a way, some unique way. And and the thing about Aaron, he's going to put the research in himself. He's not going to rely on his agent or ask the coach or the training staff. Like He's not just going to do the basic shit to get himself back and better. He's going to find a way outside of what these people think to help himself come back mentally and physically. And um, he's the type of guy that he'll always have a chip on his shoulder. You know, it's the, the Michael Jordan syndrome that, you know, no matter what, he's going to find a way to get himself better, whether he's got to make shit up in his head or have a fake chip on his shoulder, he's going to find a way to come back and be better. And I I do believe that he's going to come back and play at least one more year and and be just as good as we thought he was going to be this year. Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you have earned doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though. See terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Before I return you to your tennis, your chubby tennis life, I think that's amazing. I've always been fascinated by guys that have that chip on their shoulder when they really seemingly don't need it anymore. It's one thing when you're coming out like, all right, Mike got cut by his high school coach or or Aaron had to sit in the green room, but they'd long since proven their point. Like, fuck you, man. We, I was right. You were wrong yet. They never lose it. I'm always amazed by that. And I've always been of the opinion, Josh, that nobody ever accomplishes anything in life in any walk of life, unless they have a chip on their shoulder. You know, dude, what about you? Did you have that chip? Did it carry you through your whole career? How did you approach that? 
Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think one of the first times that I really started to get a chip on my shoulders, I went to the um, – I wasn't invited to the Senior Bowl. That that pissed me off. Um, and then I wasn't invited to the Combine, and I had I got, I went to the Hawaii Bowl. It was the last year they had the Hawaii Bowl, which was an all-star game. And I started seeing all these guys that I played with out there at the combine. I'm thinking, what the fuck? Like, these guys aren't – I was like, I know I'm better than these guys. Like, I'm sitting there watching them. Like, there's some really not great football players sitting there at the combine. And I'm thinking, good God, like, that really pisses me off. And, you know, it wasn't something that you thought about on a day-to-day basis, but – you know, those days that you needed a little extra juice or uh, needed a little extra boost or energy, like, you you know, you started thinking about that shit, and you thought, damn, you know, I didn't go till uh, the last pick of the fourth round, and, you know, I I, I think I, I went behind some guys that, that weren't as good as me. I, there was guys at the combine. You start thinking about all those little things, and, again, it's not a daily thing. Uh, it's not even a weekly thing. For, it wasn't for me anyway. But uh, you would start thinking about those things. Even in training camp, my first year, I'm thinking, you know, this guy was drafted here. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's bullshit. Like, but again, it wasn't a daily thing. It was like, all right, when I needed to, when I needed to pick my shit up and really draw from something, what was I thinking about and where was my mind going? And and that's where it would go to for sure. So let me with this thought. When you went to Hawaii, did anybody from the Packers, like Goody, did did anybody engage you? Did you know they were looking at you? How did the Packers come into this whole thing? So I, I never once saw Goody. So Goody's the GM there now. He was the Southeast scout at the time. I never once heard from him. I never once saw him. He never told my coach at school uh, anything about me or whatever. I... I did go on a visit to the Packers, but again, I didn't even talk to Goody when I was on my visit there. You know, you get three visits or whatever it is. Um, I didn't even talk to Goody when I was on my visit. Um, they, Ted Thompson, the late great Ted Thompson, had a very strict policy about talking about certain guys that they wanted to grab and whatever round. Well, they didn't like putting their business out there, and that you know they have a. They have a very good uh, method for drafting linemen. Um, and one of the things is, hey, let's just not talk about it. And, you know, maybe we can grab them in uh, this round instead of that round. And they they did a hell of a job at keeping that stuff to themselves. And, um, you know, I always say Ted and John Dorsey and Brian Gudikis and that entire staff with uh, scouting and with scouting is – probably the hardest thing to do in all of the NFL. Um, They are absolutely incredible. They always have been. And, you know, I think it started with with Ted Thompson teaching those guys all of his tricks and uh, all the things that he looked for. And obviously they had great coaches that could bounce these things off of, but they were phenomenal staff. And, again, you you think back to the guys that touch your lives and, shit, they were one of the first that – that got me to where I was in Green Bay. So um, all the love to them, and will always they'll always be special in my heart. 
Dude, all the love to you. I want to leave you with this thought. Like, I've always, I've done this a long, long time, and I've always had this incredible appreciation for offensive linemen because, because no one, I've always thought they were among the brighter players I've ever spoken to because that job is highly technical. Like, you have to be smart. But for years, the dudes up front never, ever wanted any attention. They didn't want to make it about themselves. You were one of the rare offensive linemen whose personality was as big as his game and could pull off the interview and would give me access at times. So I, I want to say that about you, dude. You were ahead of your time in that regard. You were always one of my favorite dudes to talk to. So I knew we had to get caught up. And then even after all this time, for you to show up long form the way you just did, Josh Bob, dude, you're a fucking beauty. You are still one of the best. I mean, congrats on going into the Hall of Fame. Congrats on an amazing career. Congrats on understanding how awesome it all is and the life you've set up for yourself, man. I'm just so excited for you, man. Thanks for everything. Well, I appreciate you, Jimmy. And, I'll, you know, the, the same sentiment back to you, man. I appreciate you and um, the platform that you've allowed guys to have and um, allow allow guys to be themselves and, and come on your show and, and be a goofy asshole if they wanted to. So I, I definitely appreciate you, brother. Oh, brother, dude, the goofier the better, man. The goofier the better. Dude, thank you so much. Dude, so, so good to get caught up, my guy. You're the best, Josh. Thanks so much, man. I really do appreciate you. That was an absolute blast. Awesome. Thank you, brother. We'll talk soon, man. That's how you do it. That's how you roll into the original side hustle and absolutely murder it. Not that I had any doubt whatsoever. This is why I've always had immense appreciation and respect for Josh. Man, it was so great to get caught up with him, pick his brain about the Packers and his career, but also find out about how retirement and fatherhood is treating him and life is a trophy tennis husband. Thanks again to my guy, Josh Bob. I mean, after all, I am Jim Bob. Thanks to Josh Bob for showing up like he always does. And that was so great. So great to get caught up with him. And it's just an example of the kind of chat that you would never, ever hear on our daily program. And that's the whole reason why I started this podcast in the first place. It's a spot for raw, unfiltered, and extended premium conversations that you will not find anywhere else. If you're interested in more where that came from, consider subscribing right now. This way, you will always be notified as soon as a new episode drops, like episode 283, which goes live next week. Track down that subscribe button, consider smashing it, and if you will, that would be awesome, and I will catch you next time right here on the Jim Rome Podcast. Peace. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.